I'm so excited that you made the trip out here. Um, thank you so much for coming down. And Rhea, not a lot of people out there know a lot about you. So let's start at the beginning. I know we're going to get into all of the incredible things that you've done with our company and in the sales world, but I want to learn a little bit about where you come from. So tell us what was life like growing up for you? Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Uh, so far, it's been awesome here in Vegas. Growing up for me, I was actually born and raised in Delta, which is a very small place close to Vancouver, British Columbia. I was raised by my dad. Okay. I have two brothers, two sisters. My dad was always at work. Um, you know, it was quite difficult my childhood because my mother was not involved in my life. She actually left my life when I was about two years old. So I always felt some sort of vacancy. Yeah. Um, and my dad, great person, um, but he was always at work. So he wasn't really there emotionally or physically. Um, so growing up was extremely difficult yeah and it was hard and it was challenging high school i would say was the most challenging part of my life i definitely was that girl that hung out with the wrong crowd 100 percent um so what i mean by that was there was substance abuse i actually started working when i turned 15 because that was the legal age that you could work yeah. in Canada at that time. And so I started creating my own job, you know, my own income, not my own job, pardon me, but I worked at McDonald's because I needed income. Yeah. And I started living on my own when I was 17 years old. And that was a really hard time high school. Cause I never really knew where to fit in. Um, I didn't have that mother to kind of guide you, coach you um, on what to do or what not to do. So unfortunately, it was my friends that were guiding me on what to do and not to do. Yeah. And those conversations were not exactly the most positive. Um, yeah. Teenagers at your high school probably didn't really know how to parent very well. Absolutely. <laughs> right. So. You know, the substance abuse really started, I would say, when I was 15 years old. Um, it ended kind of when I first got pregnant yeah. with my daughter. I had my first daughter when I was 22 years old. And thankfully, I was able to realize that if I don't have this child, my life is potentially going to end up in a very dark substance abuse way. So I do believe my daughter was a huge gift to me. Yeah. Um, of course, it was quite challenging because I raised her on my own with my brothers. I'm so grateful that they were there for me to help raise her. Um, and, you know, after having her, I suffered from extreme postpartum depression. Yeah. And that was really intense because here's this 22-year-old, you know, and my brothers were great, but they were at work all day, right? And yeah. You know, they were also around the same age as me. So it was great to have them financially support me, right? But again, I had this 22-year-old me and having this daughter, I was like, what am I supposed to do here? <laughs> like, yeah. what is going on? And, and are, you so still, are you still working at McDonald's? At <laughs> <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Thankfully not. Oh, okay. my goodness. I'm so blessed that I get to work in an industry where I serve people in a way that creates generational wealth now. 
No, I mean like at the point when you had your daughter. Oh, when I had my daughter. Yeah. No, actually, when I had my daughter, I was 22 years old. I was working um, at a sporting goods store. Okay. Um, so, yeah, and then I had my daughter. I obviously took maternity leave for a year. Once I had my daughter, I realized, okay, I need to um, – I upgraded all my classes in high school. I went to um, – BCIT, which I started taking marketing classes. I was like, what am I going to do? I just would take random classes. I took an accounting class. I was like, I don't know. Maybe I should learn how to do accounting. Yeah. Um, I took a, um, I took a law class. I just, she inspired me. Like something yeah. just woke up. You didn't really me. like know what you wanted to yeah. do, but you knew you had to be doing something. something exactly. Something more. Okay. Exactly. Um, so, and, but during this time of having my daughter, I went into a deep, dark depression. And it really sure. reminded me of being a teenager, that deep, dark depression and going into substance abuse, right? Yeah. So I found yoga. It's like Bikram yoga. It's 90 minutes. It's super intense. Um, and I started going regularly when she was just a few months old. And something happened. I started to leave the studio and I would feel more energy. I'd start to feel happy. I was yeah. sleeping really good. So I went to my doctor and I said, you know, these prescriptions, I don't know if I need them or I should be taking them. And she goes, well, what are you doing? I said, I'm doing this really intense yoga. It's 90 minutes. It's hot. It's very uncomfortable, but I come out of there and I feel reborn. And she said, oh, this is great. And so thankfully, this doctor is amazing. And so she started weaning me off my antidepressants, my sleeping pills, whatever else I was on. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what did that What did that really feel like? I mean, you know, you hear a lot of people talk about struggling with postpartum depression, but obviously mm -hmm. I've, never, I've never been pregnant. So if you had to describe to me what that really felt like, what would you, how would you help me understand? It's, um, it almost feels as if you're in a world by yourself, you know, and I think postpartum depression can be prevented if you have a really good network. You have women around you or you have a supportive husband or a supportive community that is, let me take your child, let me help you. However, if you're really by yourself, literally, it's traumatizing. It literally triggers this fight or flight response because I would hold my child and go, oh my gosh, am I holding the child correctly? Like, yeah. what do I do? Is Some, she warm enough? Something about just like the yeah. responsibility and feeling like maybe you're not prepared. Yes. Or, okay. Gotcha. I was definitely not prepared. Gotcha. Um, and then things would go through my head. Like, you know, for example, I'd cross the street and I'd go, okay, like, what if a car hits the stroller right now? Like, it was just, so I would, like, hang on to the stroller, like, super, super tight and just, yeah. like, for dear life. Can, and then, and then I'd start sweating. I'm yeah. like, and so it was almost as if, um, and, I, and then you, you'd, I'd see her sleeping and I would just go, oh, let, let me just touch her heart. Is she, is she still sleeping? Yeah. And so, and then she'd wake up. I'm like, oh, my gosh, now I woke her up. So it was just constant of, am I doing this correctly? Yeah. But the reason why is because you don't have someone around you. Nobody reassuring, reassuring you. Reassuring you. Hey. Calming you down. Yes. Yeah, I got you. Exactly. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. All right. And so initially you, you were having those feelings and you're having those symptoms and mm -hmm. 
your doctor's first reaction is of course like medication mm -hmm. and do all that but then you found another way and you started experimenting with yoga mm -hmm. and tell me about what that felt like when you were when you were actually when you really learned that yoga could do the same things for you instead of medication what it, what was that like it literally felt as if my entire mindset had shifted from darkness to light wow i literally started to see this light of you know i may not have a support system around me whether it's a partner whether it's uh friends. I didn't have that support system, but I started to find the support system within me, within my cells, my soul, my gotcha. body, my spirit. And it was almost as if there was an awakening to go, okay, all these people are not here for you at this time. However, something switched in my heart and go, okay, you can be here for yourself. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. All right. And so then as soon as you realized what yoga could do for you, you instantly wanted to start sharing that with other people, right? Absolutely. I wanted to do the teacher training really bad. It was nine weeks. I said, if this is doing this for me, how many other people's lives can I impact? So yeah. whether it was postpartum depression, whether they were suffering from a traumatic car accident. I remember one of my studios, uh, What this woman was in a wheelchair and she healed through doing the series, just coming out of her wheelchair, doing the heat. And to me, I felt a purpose in life. I said, okay, this is amazing. I'm giving back what healed to me. So it felt organic. It felt aligned. And I, be I believe that part of our mission in this world is to help people. Um, and when you help people, you're helping yourself because we're all one. We're all connected, right? We're not yeah. separated. Well, I mean, I hear constantly about like the positive benefits of yoga. So let's say if I'm like, if I'm a beginner mm -hmm. and I want to start incorporating yoga into my life, what's mm -hmm. what's my first step? Is it something I can just learn on YouTube? Is it something I need to go to classes for? Mm -hmm. What does it look like if I want to start reaping the benefits of yoga? For sure. I would say first thing, find a studio that's heated. Okay. Find a studio that teaches 90 minutes. And I'll tell you why. Because there's shortcuts, so many shortcuts right now in life. Yeah. You can go to the gym for 30 minutes. You're like, that was great. But there's something about 90 minutes mm -hmm. because, oh, I don't have time. It's too early. It's too late. My daughter needs me, my spouse, what, whatever the situation is. But there's something in 90 minutes of being in a hot room, completely uncomfortable, sweating with people you don't know. Yeah. And you're thinking, this is too long. This is too hot. Get me out of here. But you do that 90 minutes and you suffer so much in that class. Yeah. And then when you come out, you go, I feel amazing. So 90 minutes for sure to get the full experience. For sure. Okay. And if you do find a class that's 45 or 60 minutes, it's not bad. But I like to compare it as would you buy a real Rolex or would you buy a fake one? Yeah. Not that's quite kind the of same like, thing. it's not okay. the same thing. And it's like, if you're going to go all in, just go all in and do 
the most intense because that's where your mindset is mind over matter. And you're like, get me out of here. This is too long. I don't want to do this. But you start doing it. You start coming out and you start feeling absolutely amazing. And you go, I can do anything. Yeah. So. Love that. Mm -hmm. Well, cool. So you you got really involved with yoga. You started teaching. Uh, what came next in your life? What came next was I met uh, my previous partner through yoga mm -hmm. um, and we had a child. So that was about a six or eight year relationship. And that was, you know, being in yoga, you think everything's great. Everything's divine. There's a purpose for everything. And don't get me wrong. There is. I do believe that. However, I didn't quite realize the relationship that I was in with this man was actually abusive yeah. mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And it was as if all the light that I had found during my healing and, you know, stopping doing drugs, stopping alcohol, all that, it almost felt as if it was just constantly like going from light to like gray to darkness over the years. Yeah. But I was trying to be positive. I was like, it's okay. You know, I'm going to help you. You're yeah. going to help me. Um, so because I always want to help people, right? Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to help this person, but I realized you can't help someone if they can't help themselves, right? And yeah. that that took me some years to figure that out. Um, it was a very traumatizing relationship. There was so much emotional abuse to the fact that, you know, oh, you can't do this on your own. Um, you'll never be financially successful if you leave me. Um, you know, your your daughters will be um, not in a good situation financially. You'll break your family. And so that, to me, I was just thinking, when someone says that to you day in, day out, you're like, I can't leave. Like, yeah, I, they're, I'm, they're trying, I'm stuck. They're trying to break you down and make you mm -hmm. need them. And all right. So how did you how did you get yourself to a point where you realized you didn't need him? You didn't need that in order to be strong, in order mm -hmm. to be you? Well, I literally... The, the tipping point for me when I found out that not only was I emotionally and spiritually being defeated through this relationship, I also found out that there was multiple affairs. And so I said, okay, don't give up yet, Rhea. So I found the greatest therapist. I paid the, you know, the best money through, you know, he helped and he's like, and then you know, all these things to go, okay, let's try to fix this. Okay. And then finally I realized, I go, wait, I'm, I'm not the problem. Yeah. I was literally sitting in this therapist's office and Joe, it was like this light bulb went off and the therapist literally said, Rhea, this is what this person is telling you. Do you want to live this way your entire life? Yeah. And I literally just, it was like out of a movie. I was like, what the fuck am I doing? doing yeah <laughs> like it was literally like some light bulb went off yeah and i literally like got up paid the bill and i was like you gotta go like yeah what am i doing here good for you but it took you know a lot of those sessions for me something activated yeah well i mean i think a little bit of uh a little bit of trying to make it work is healthy you know mm -hmm. i mean you, you don't want to you don't want to just instantly assume mm -hmm. that you're not at fault. You want to yeah. ask those questions like, okay, is there more I could be doing? Could mm -hmm. we be doing therapy? But yeah, I mean, once 
once it becomes clear that you're trying yeah. to do everything you can and yeah. that person's just not meeting you halfway and not mm-hmm. changing, then yeah. there's only one thing left to do. So good for you. Yeah. And also, you know, towards the really last couple months of my relationship, I started to feel suicidal. And that's something that I hadn't felt since I was a teenager. Yeah. And so I was almost at the point go, what am I thinking? I can't leave my daughters. But yeah. but my brain was going, okay, well, this person could take care of your daughter. This person could take. And so that's when I really thought, okay, I need to leave. And if I don't leave, something is going to happen. And yeah. so I'll never, ever forget this day. I literally like laid on the floor one day and my daughters were sleeping. He had left and I was like, okay, God, I need a career. I need to make money. I need to provide for my daughters. And I want to do it with something that is like, like yoga, like I'm helping people. Yeah. You know, like I'm giving them something that feels good and that resonates so that it's not just a sales pitch, you know, like, yeah, I worked in retail, I worked in McDonald's, but I literally laid there and I go, I really need this. Yeah. I'm trusting you. And the first year of being separated was extremely difficult because your mind's going, oh, do you go back? And I really have, you know, I understand women why they go back. You know, they go back because there's, it's easy. Like, yeah, there's some sort of stability or routine that they're used to. Yeah. The first year was very difficult, but my daughters never knew it was difficult. I faked it till I made it. I was like, everything's fine, you know? Um, and then in 2021, um, believe this or not, my yoga student DMs me on Instagram. She's like, hey, do you want to go for coffee? Obviously, it's COVID. Yeah. I was like, yeah, okay, let's go for coffee. Went for coffee. She's like, hey, I know you need a job. I was like, yeah. She's like, oh, I found this job. They say you can make like 100 grand in the first year. I'm like, where is it? And she's like, mm-hmm. she's like, oh, just apply here. I was like, no, like I, I need this job yesterday. And because yeah. obviously I can't teach yoga. All the yoga studios are closed, um, you know, and I would like not feel comfortable leaving my home and doing something that doesn't serve purpose. Right. Yeah. So, um, so then I said, okay, well, where is this? She's like, okay, here's the link apply. I go, okay. So I apply. Um, I get an interview and they go, okay, so if you do the course really quickly, you know, you'll be able to activate your contract. And I said, well, how long does this course take? And they go, well, typically it takes people about 10 days or so. And so I just literally, I sat my daughters down. I go, listen, I'm going to do this insurance course. I don't even know anything about insurance. (laughs) And, um, but I'm going to be studying from nine to three. That's when you're at school. And then I'm going to come, when you guys come home, we're going to have dinner. And then I'm just going to go back to studying from like six to midnight. Yeah. And they were like, okay. I'm like, and I was nervous. Like I haven't been in school for a very long time, you know? Yeah. And it was really cool to see their involvement. They're like, okay, like what exam are you done? And so they started getting really excited for me. And I go, yeah, this is going to change our lives. And I just, I just knew something was going to change our lives. That's awesome. Yeah. And so I remember my last course and I passed and they went out and like bought me a present. They're like, congratulations, mom. Good job on passing your exam. And so I would call my mentor, Mike. I'm like, what's next? 
How do I like, where, where do I go? And get this, the woman that introduced me to the company, mm-hmm. she goes, you know, Maria, I don't really want to do this. I was like, oh, why? why? She's like, I want to go back to nursing. I, I love nursing. And I go, okay. And I've never heard from her since. She's deleted her Instagram. I've tried texting her. I do believe wherever you are, she's a gift to me. So I'm yeah. super grateful that that woman entered my life. Um, and then I started. I activated my contract. And the rest is history. The rest is history for sure. Well, that must have been like, I mean, people always ask me, what was the decision like? Like, what made you want to go into insurance? For me, it was like, I had nothing else that I was worried about yeah. losing. You know, it was yeah. like, what am I? Oh, I'm, am I going to? be upset about losing my job in a restaurant. Like I can can go get another job at a restaurant. Totally. Yeah. What what was that decision like for you? I mean, I know you obviously cared a ton about being able to support your daughters Mm -hmm. and somebody was like, yeah, try this insurance thing and you knew nothing about it. So what helped you make that decision to make that career change? Well, for me, it really, they're like, it's sales. And Mm -hmm. I go, Oh, okay. But then when I activated my contract and I started to actually do the presentations and meet the people, I said, this doesn't feel like sales. Yeah. Yes, they have to pay a certain amount. Yes, I get reimbursed from that. But it felt as if I was literally teaching yoga again because all I was doing was helping people. Yeah. And I said, okay, so on the worst day of their life, because I was there for them to help activate that first contract for their policy, it, I went to bed every night and I was so grateful. I, yeah. I would say, I'm so grateful for my clients. I'm so grateful that I can protect them. So I think my mindset for me, I said, I don't even know why they call this sales. This yeah. is just literally helping people. And as yeah. a result, if you're authentic, if you're genuine, and you're coming from a place from your heart, like you really want to help that yeah, person definitely. sitting across from you, the rest, like yeah, people. I mean, there's yeah. a complete difference between uh, being a snake oil salesman yes. and selling a product that you genuinely believe that can help and benefit anyone. Absolutely. I mean, like with our product, obviously mm-hmm. you'd be comfortable talking to a family member, talking to your father, talking yes. to your sister or brother, saying, you know, you need this. This is something yes. that your family needs. Without having a shred of that yes. sales feeling inside of you, you you can, you know, I've talked to my parents about yes. it too. So absolutely. Yeah, that's that's really powerful. So how does that differ from how you felt when you were selling, you know, sporting goods, for example? Well, everyone, you don't need another pair of shoes. Yeah. Right. You don't need another Big Mac. Yeah. You don't. You probably didn't go. <laughs> you probably didn't have that warm, fuzzy feeling like, oh my yes. gosh, I saved little Johnny today <laughs> by getting him his happy meal. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Definitely did not. I mean, I feel that we live in a world of abundance. Yeah. We live in a world of wants and we live in a world of needs. The product that we get to offer to our people it's such a blessing because it is a need. Yeah. It's creating generational wealth instead of creating generational trauma. Yeah. And who would not, in their right mind, not 
want to create generational peace, wealth, stability for their loved ones, rather than create argument, trauma, yeah, and whatever else comes with it. So when I think of it, I think this is very simple to explain to anybody, right? Yeah. Yeah, pretty simple. I mean, when you die, would you prefer to leave yourself with leave your family with what's in your bank account right now mm -hmm. or with an additional couple hundred thousand dollars? Exactly. Who's who would say no? Who Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've found an incredible amount of success, I know, since mm -hmm. how long have you been with the company now? I just passed my two year mark. Nice. Yeah. So in, in two years, what are some of the biggest highlights that you've gotten new experience for your family so far? Obviously, number one is being with the place that I'm in, the mentors, the leadership, the entire organization. I feel as if it's the family I've been searching for my entire life. I searched for it in my high school friends. I searched for it in negative relationships. I searched for it in substance abuse. I was always looking, where is that love? Yeah. Where is that family where everyone sure. wants you to succeed? Yeah. Not only financially, spiritually, mentally, physically, everyone wants you to do well. Yeah, and so for me, that felt, oh, 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 I've been looking for this for so <laughs> long. It's here. It's arrived. Yeah. And everyone comes from a place of truth. Because if you radiate truth, you're going to get that truth back to you, right? Definitely. And so that was the number one thing for me. And of course, you know, I get to travel a lot, which is absolutely amazing. I love traveling. I believe traveling, you know, is such a fundamental part of being human. We should be interacting with different people, listening to other people's, you know, stories and places and see things. And number three is it's financial bliss. I've never ever made this much money in my life alone by being integral and also coming from a place of, I love what I do. I yeah. feel good about what I do, you know, and I get to give my daughters what they want and more, you know, my yeah. daughter's going to university in August and yes, she's had an RSP since she was four months. But guess what, Joe? That's that's not enough money. Yeah. Ayo, the, the, the place that I'm at right now has definitely been a situation where it's like, okay, she can do this. I can do this. I yeah. can get on a plane and go anywhere I want to. I've never had that financial freedom. Yeah. And it feels so wholesome. Yeah. It's almost as if it's selfish for me to not invite other people to our organization because of what it's done for me. There's love, there's support, and of course, there's financial freedom. For sure. What's been like the biggest month that you've had so far? What's like the biggest income month that you've had? My biggest income month was over 60000 Wow. Yeah. So you've been less than two years in the business and you've made over $60,000 in a month. Yeah. That's crazy. And, you know, I actually feel that it's almost too good to be true sometimes. I'm like, really? <laughs> like, I would check my bank account because, thankfully, I've moved up where I've built my team. Yeah. 
And thankfully, now they have all these other ways of, you know, um, building your team and having more financial income. Like I would look at my bank, I'm like, oh, like something else would just, (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, okay, well, that's amazing. But I always felt as if, you know, I did think it was too good to be true when I first started. I was quite skeptical, but I'm so grateful that I do believe the place that I'm in right now is an answered prayer. And it's life-changing. It's- that's such a that's such a pure feeling. I remember the first couple checks that I got to, like the I remember the first time yeah. was I had made my first like week of actually like making some good sales. Mm-hmm. It was probably my second or third week in the business. And it was right before I was going home to see my family for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I got paid two thousand dollars on the day that I landed back in my hometown to see my family. Mm-hmm. And that $2,000 sounds like nothing to a lot of people out there, mm-hmm. but this, that was like, I had just hit the lottery. Yeah. I was like, is this real? Can yes. I spend this? Yes. Like, am I, are they gonna like, yeah. I remember going, like I was in the airport and I remember going to like buy something with my debit card because I, I genuinely was thinking like, is this gonna work? Is yeah. this a mistake, these numbers in yeah. here? Like, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, for you to do what you did to come from a completely different background where you were teaching yoga and to jump right into a full, you know, full commission sales position like this and do so well, mm-hmm. I mean, that probably blows a lot of people's minds uh, because they're out there thinking, well, if it was that easy, why doesn't everyone do it? So, for you, what do you think is the the missing piece that you applied to this to make it work for you? Like, why why do you think you've been so successful with us? For sure, number one is because I've had a supportive environment, which is my daughters. Yeah. And being with this company has actually brought my daughters closer together because I tell them, this is my goal this week, Okay. This is my goal this month. This is what I'm going for. So they are my biggest fans, right? They go, okay, what do you need from me? And so I feel that a lot of people give up too early because the support system is not fully cemented. Yeah. And so whether it's, oh, my kids are too young or, oh, my partner says this, whatever it is, But it's really ultimately up to us to create a support system that says, I'm going to do this. I need your help supporting me. So that means you might need to take the bus home after school. You might need to, um, you know, put a frozen pizza in the oven today. Or so that communication between whoever their support network is has to be 10 out of 10. Yeah. The moment it starts dipping and dipping and dipping, it's very difficult to build a successful career with us. Yeah. So building that foundation is number one. And you know what's so beautiful is, you know, my daughter has Instagram and, you know, she's like, oh, yeah, it's so great. Like, it's like I know these people, like they're part of our family, you know. And so getting their buy-in is just as important, whether it's your sister whether yeah. it's your roommate, you gotta get the buy-in from that person. Yeah. And you gotta get them to be your number one. Well, I really love what you said too about how it's it's really on you to build that support system because 
I hear so many times that people say like, oh, I just don't have a supportive environment. But what you talked about 10 and 15, 20 minutes ago, that's how you built your support system is like, Mm -hmm. imagine if you started with us, but you were still in that unhealthy relationship. Well, he probably would have talked you out of it and said, oh, you don't need that. That's a scam because he wants to keep you down and keep you under his control and stuff. So, I mean, it, it's really, really powerful how you've built your whole life. You know, mm-hmm. you built a solid foundation by yourself with your two daughters. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, I think, what really created that supportive environment for you to be able to succeed here. So 100%. You said that very well. I do tell people, I say, you know, if you had told me to do this position 10 years ago and I was in my previous environment, it would have never lasted. Yeah, definitely. Um, 100%. Awesome. Well, I mean, now that you've been here a little bit, um, what are some of the future goals that you have with the company? Mm -hmm. I mean, you've already in your first two years, you've made over 60,000 in a month. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you've got some pretty huge goals set up. So Mm -hmm. what are some things you want to accomplish in the future? I want to accomplish first and foremost is I want to make sure that I bring in more people to give them the opportunity that I was given because I said it before and I'll always say this, I almost feel selfish not giving it to people because it's so life-changing in more ways than just money. It's life-changing in love, a family environment. It's life-changing in it breaks you down. There are going to be very difficult times. However, you have the support to get built back up again. That's unheard of. That is unheard of anywhere, whatever you're doing. And so for me, my goal, number one, is to get top 10. I want to be the top 10 personally so that not only I can, you know, say, okay, you did top 10, but I want to do it so that I can think of all the people before me that took a risk to come to Canada. Yeah. They drove their car. Maybe they were like, this isn't sure. We're not sure if this is going to work, but they took a risk. And so I think about that every day and I go, my job is to be the greatest version of me so that I can show everyone around me, whether it's someone watching this in the internet, whether it's my two daughters, whether it's the risk that someone took to come to Canada and grow this business. I want to show them that it's possible with faith, truth, and just being integral with your words. I want that for me. I know I'm going to achieve it. I already see it. Um, And I'm going to do it because why not? Yeah. I know I can, right? So. Well, I mean, I know you're already already hiring people and Mm -hmm. you're training people with the goal of helping them make 60,000 in a month or mm-hmm. even more than that. Yeah. So, so far, like, who would you say is your ideal person that you're looking for? Like, who do you want to partner up with? What type of person do you hope sends you a message looking to work with you? First and foremost, mindset mm-hmm. is positive mindset. Uh, being here 100%, there's zero room for negativity. So you could have zero experience just like me. Mm-hmm. But if your mindset is positive, you speak with integrity, you're coming from a place of truth, 
it's very easy to make it here. Yeah. But if there's 1% of negativity, it doesn't belong here and it will be very difficult to grow. So for me, it doesn't matter whether you're a waitress. It doesn't matter whether you're a stay-at-home mom. It doesn't matter to me whether you have zero experience and you just graduated high school. What matters is when you come to me and you say, I want to work with you, I want to make sure that your mindset is 100%. I also want to make sure that you take care of your health, that you have something in regards to ensuring that, you know, doesn't have to be yoga. It could be meditation. It could be going to church. It could be going to the gym, but health is wealth yeah. because when you feel good in your body, then automatically your mind can resonate that positive energy. Yeah, for sure. Okay. And how do you like, what advice do you have for somebody out there who's maybe struggling with getting their mindset on point. I know you and me both, we actually have a lot more in common than you think. Mm -hmm. I had all kinds of substance abuse problems. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, there may be people out there watching, thinking, yeah, that sounds great, but I'm pissed off half the time. So mm -hmm. <laughs> how do I fix that? How do I get to where you're at and yeah. keep my mindset strong? So what advice do you have for someone like that? I can absolutely relate to, you know, being angry or having PTSD or whatever it was. You got to work on yourself. Yeah. And so we're so lucky that we live in an internet world. We're so lucky. And to work on yourself, it's free. Yeah. So you need to sit with yourself and go, okay, I'm angry all the time. How yeah. do I prevent that? Right? Whether it's a form of meditation, whether it's a gratitude journal every single day, day in, day out, whether it's, you know, going to church, it does not matter, but it's up to us to change that mindset. Yeah. So number one thing is find something, whether it's on the internet, whether it's in your community, whether it's a place that you can resonate with and ask, ask around, you know, I think a lot of the time is people are so scared to ask for help. Hey, I need help. Yeah. Um, and I know I was for a very long time and I had to figure it out on my own. However, it's up to us to take responsibility, whether we're angry, whether we're sad, yeah. whether we are frustrated and to claim that and go, it's enough. I'm yeah. done. I'm going to change my life. Right. Yeah. And then what happens is you start to attract all those people into your life that are also on the same mindset of being abundant in their health, in their wealth, in their speaking, in their actions. Right. So once you kind of get yourself out, it's like you got to like get out of the driveway on your own kind of situation. Yeah. Then everyone else starts to go, oh, OK, well, this person's on this path, this person. So you automatically attract that to you. It's, it's quite organic. It's almost fascinating, actually. Yeah. I think you're so right. I mean, because people's journey there looks different. I know people who've, you know, found that fulfillment through yoga or through exercise mm -hmm. or through meditation or through journaling. Like, it's not the same recipe for everybody, but I think every single person needs to just take that first, first step. Yes. And once you do, everything else will sort itself out. Absolutely. So, incredible. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I've loved talking with you. I want to ask you one more question. Mm -hmm. So for you, what do you think is like the most valuable lesson that you've learned throughout your life 
that you think everybody should learn or experience at some point in their life? Definitely the most valuable lesson is forgiveness. And that forgiveness starts with forgiving yourself, forgiving yourself what you did, mm-hmm. what you said, what you participated in. So when you forgive yourself from the bottom of your heart, and whether you write that forgiveness down, whether you pray upon that forgiveness, then it's very easy to forgive every other person around you. Because forgiveness, we're we're never going to be perfect, right? There's going to be times you'll, oh, uh, you know, I, I, I did this again, but just keep forgiving yourself and allow your soul to literally take that forgiveness and alchemize it more into respect for yourself. When you respect yourself, you respect everyone around you. And then when you love yourself, you fully, deeply love who you are physically, mentally, emotionally. Love comes to you very easy. It comes to you in the form of friendships. It comes to you in the form of your work environment, in the form of your children. So self-love, forgiveness, and respect, it has to come from within. And then exterior, everything else will come. That's awesome. I love that. Mm -hmm. Well, Ray, if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Would that be Instagram, Mm -hmm. email? What's best? Yeah, they can hit me up on Instagram. Okay. um, Or they can email me. Or honestly, they can text me. I'm a really open book. I love helping people. Nice. So, yeah. What's And on Instagram, it's what? At Rhea Lynch? Uh, uh, No, it's actually R-E-A. Okay. A-L-W-A-N at Instagram, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Let me double check. I just want to make sure we, I want to make sure, I'm sure a lot of people are going to want to reach out to you, so. Yeah, it's Rhea Olwen. Yes. Yeah. R-E-A-A-L-W-A-N. Perfect. That's it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, guys, get in touch with Rhea on there. Rhea, thank you again so much for being on the show. Thanks so much for having me. It's an honor and a pleasure. I have so much respect for you, and I'm so grateful that I'm here. Thank you.